What's up, Calvary students? We are so excited to be with you tonight. My name is Marcus, and I'm your youth pastor. I'm Hannah. Nice to see you This all is my again. awesome, beautiful wife. Man, I'm so excited that she gets to be with me tonight as we lead you all through the night. For the first time ever, Hannah, we are doing Calvary students live. I would have never imagined that we'd be doing this and that y'all would be at home watching us, but I'm so excited that we get to connect with you tonight. What do you think, Hannah? Are you excited about tonight? It's pretty exciting. Yes, I'm so excited. I have a guest with us tonight. On the phone right now is Pastor Julio, and he is going to do a quick just welcome for you all. He wants to say something to you. Let's see if I can get him on the phone here. Pastor Julio, are you there? Let's see, Pastor Julio, I'm going to start you again. Uh, can you all hear him back there? All right, here we go. I'm going old-fashioned. Pastor Julio, just talk nice and loud. Here we go. Students, I'm so glad that you're joining us for Remedy tonight. I hope that you are doing well. I know you're probably tired of being home, but thank you for connecting with us tonight. I know that God has something for you as we seek his face. Uh, as Pastor Marcus speaks to us, so thrilled to have you online. We're praying for you, and we're trusting God to give us peace and hope during these times. God bless you guys. Thank you, Pastor Julio. We love you. Thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. All right. So, students, we got a little game for us today. Hannah's going to lead us through this game called Pixelating, and I'm going to kind of help her out. And we're going to give away a few prizes tonight. We'll give away some Calvary students gear. We got four different rounds we're going to play. Hannah's going to explain the game to us, and we'll do that together. You ready, Hannah? We're ready. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you're going to participate by chatting in in the chat box. We're playing Pixelate, something that we've done before at Remedy. You're going to see an image on your screen, and it's going to slowly get more resolution. And just chat in when you think you know what it is. First correct response is going to be our first winner. All right, so they're going to use the chat box. First correct response. Here we go. Number one. Number two. Three. Four. Five. First response wins. The same image. Nine, and last one. And there it is. It's Paris. So first Paris. response in the chat box so wins. we watching first response for Paris. Okay, our second image. Here you go. You get another chance. Watch the image on your screen. Anybody know what it is? Now you got it. All right, the it's the pyramids. All right. All right, Number here's three. round Next three. Next up. one. Here we go. Two. As soon as you know what the answer is, just throw it in the chat box. This one's a little harder. This one's a little harder. We're getting there. One more. There it's Times Square. If you got that right, throw it in the chat box. They're going to shoot us all the winners, and we'll announce your name on the screen and give away some cool prizes tonight. All right, here is round number four. This is the last one. All right, we're halfway there. This is one that you've seen a lot in the news lately, and no, it's not the coronavirus, a place that they've been talking a lot about the coronavirus. It is the White House. All right, nice. so... 
We'll see who won that game. I hope that we get to give away some cool gear and some cool prizes for that. I don't know. What do you think, Hannah? You think we got some winners tonight? Four t-shirts coming up. All right. Sounds good. We'll announce names of winners here in a little bit. So we've got another student that we're going to interview tonight, actually former student, and we're going to get her on the phone right now. This is uh, one of our former students, and we want to talk to her tonight and uh, just to uh, give you a chance to hear from her. She's really special to us, and we keep in touch with her a lot. She graduated a couple of years ago. Her name is Melissa Vaughn, and we're getting her on the phone right now. Are you all ready to hear from Melissa? Hey, Marcus. Hey, Melissa, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Awesome, thanks so much for uh, chatting with us today. I hope you're doing well. So, Melissa, um, I first uh, just wanna ask you what you've been up to this week. This week, yeah. um, I've just been adjusting to life back at home. Um, I know, well, I don't know how much everyone listening knows, but I go to UT, so that's in Austin, um, and they closed the university, so I'm back here for the rest of the semester. So are you, you're home for the entire semester, like you're not going back to UT? Nope. Um, yeah, for the semester and probably the summer. Wow, that's crazy. Are you still doing classes? Are you still... Um, like trying to get work done from your house or what are you doing right now? Yeah, so right now we're on our second week of spring break, but classes start again on Monday. So All right, I'm kind so of resting this week. So how are you going to be doing schoolwork? Are they going to be doing like video classes for you guys or what are you going to do this uh, coming week when you go back? Yeah, so everything is going to be the same class hours but through Zoom. So Nice. So are you, are you like uh, missing some of your friends up there and just the connections that you've made up there? Yeah, I, I definitely am. I think in a weird way, I have more time to talk to people now. So I've been doing a lot of like texting and FaceTiming, but obviously it's different than being in person with my friends. Um, but I have really good friends down here too. Nice. Um, through the church, so that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Melissa, hey, I just want to ask you really quick, you know, all the students down here are going through very similar things that you're going through with your school stuff at UT. And I just want to ask you, you know, a lot of the school districts are giving students packets to take home and they're, or they're going to do some video classes and stuff like that. And I know that it's hard to stay motivated to do school from a distance. I always thought that you were the most amazing student and I'm not going to even begin to start bragging on all of your high school accomplishments. But if you could give us just a little bit of advice on how a student can stay motivated to do schoolwork and, and to make the most of maybe the two and a half months that we have left of this school year. In essence, it feels like everybody's school year just finished a little bit early, but they've given us work to do. So how can you motivate us? What can we do to stay motivated to keep doing our best, to keep doing good uh, work with our school um, stuff so that these last two months here aren't, aren't wasted? What would you say to us? I would say like practically um, make a schedule of how you're going to do the work and like stick to that schedule every day. Um, you know, if you get into a routine, that makes it a lot easier to do something. Um, but there are two verses that I think um, memorizing and thinking about a lot will definitely help as well. Um, so Colossians three twenty three. It's whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And then um, Philippians 2.14 says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. And so I think the work that we're doing, you know, at home, it can be like 
I just want to rest. But this work is not like for us, right? It's everything that we do should be to glorify the Lord. And so the work that we do shouldn't change just because our location is changing. Um, so that's definitely two verses that I'm going to keep tucked away, but also making a schedule and sticking to it, waking up at the same time you would when you have school, that's going to be super important. Um, trying to just like remain normal, normalcy, um, and not like deviate too far from that. Nice. That's awesome, Melissa. I love that advice. Thank you so much. You've given us so much to think about. You know, we don't just do our school stuff because the school asks us to do schoolwork. Um, everything we do, we do to God's glory. So I really like that advice you've given us. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for calling in and being with us today. Love you, girl. Bye. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye, Melissa. Bye-bye. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so what do we have next, Hannah? So next we're going to give away some pizza. Okay, so I have an update on the pizza, okay? Oh. Here's what it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so Josue Cedillo was the first Calvary student to start talking on the chat box there were some young adults some of our c group leaders were already there talking and having a good time on the chat box but i saw josue cedillo to be be the first one to get on that chat and so why don't you tell josue cedillo what we're going to do since he was the first one chatting today so josue we're going to be sending you and your family some pizza awesome we're going to send you some pizza to your house tonight for you and your family late dinner on us man so I'm so glad you jumped in. To all of our other students, what would you tell them to do next week? Log on early. Yes, get on early, start chatting with everybody, and we're going to keep doing that every time we live stream. We're going to keep giving away something if somebody gets there early, right? Sound good? Only if you like pizza. Only if you like pizza. If not, then that ain't for you, all right? Okay, so cool. We got one more phone interview today. It's our last one, our third phone interview, and this phone interview is going to be with the lovely... Karina and her, well, I can't spoil the surprise yet, but we are going to call Karina. And you all know Karina well because she is um, our worship leader here at Calvary Students. And she does an awesome job every single week leading us in worship. She does an awesome job with her C group. And we're going to call her because we have a reveal today. Every single week that goes by that we're not together, we're going to do a special reveal for you all. And so today we want to have a special reveal and it's with Karina. So let's say hi to Karina. Hi, Karina. Hello. Hey, Karina. How are you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. So we have a special reveal today. We have some news, I hear, that we need to tell Calvary students from the last time we saw them. It's been more than two yeah. weeks since we've been with Calvary students. What's the news, girl? Tell us. So as of March 14th, um, I am no longer, uh, I guess you could say, on the market, but I got engaged. Oh, you're, you're, you're not on the market. You are engaged to the amazing Edom, huh? That's amazing. Congratulations. Hey, Calvary Thank students, you. as you're watching, will you jump in the chat box and just congratulate Karina and Edom on their engagement? We love them so much. So Hannah's got a question for you uh, about your engagement. Go ahead, Hannah. Karina, how does it feel to be engaged? Well, wow, that's actually the first time someone has asked me that. But... Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of emotion. Um, it's so real. There's a lot of things that you may have expectations for, like if you see a movie, but there's totally different feelings. Um, you know, when Edom first asked me, I didn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Are you sure? 
like, yes, of course, I'm serious. And so um, that was definitely a whole kind of roller coaster of emotions. But um, I guess what makes this season a little bit different is it's a, it's a part of just adulting and we're both emerging adulthood and now our responsibilities are, are different and we've, we've grown a lot and we're learning to grow a lot. Um, but yeah, just emotions have been kind of running all over the place. And I remember that night or that day I said, wait, so I don't have a boyfriend anymore. Like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's like, no, you don't have a boyfriend, but definitely it's just been a roller coaster of emotions. Nice. That's crazy. Hey, well, I want to congratulate you, Karina. You know that we love you so much. We've known you since you were younger than seventh grade. And man, from the moment we uh, met Iram and, and just saw y'all together, we just knew that, that y'all would be an amazing couple. I just want to brag a little bit. I know Iram is actually here helping us tonight. He's serving tonight. And uh, I just want to brag that I called it. I looked at Hannah when I when y'all started yes, dating. It was too early to say it, but I just looked at Hannah. I said, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I think that this is going to be in their future one day. And part of that is because I've known you for so long and who you are as a person. And when I met Edom and got to know him better, I just saw who he was, his character, how much he loves God and how much he, he wants to follow yeah. Jesus. I just... It was just amazing. So, hey, I want to tell you this, girl. We love you and Iram so much that we were really sad that we couldn't get all of our students there to watch you get engaged. Like, I know you got engaged on that little bridge thing there in the picture. And, like, we could have all been, like, underneath the bridge, like, yelling and cheering. We could have gotten, like, over 100 students there laughing and making a big deal out of it. But, you know, since you didn't really want all of us there... I have to tell you that Hannah and I decided that we would reenact your engagement as a gift to you and to all of Calvary students. So for the first time ever, Calvary students, we want you to see what it surely must have been like when Karina and Iram got engaged. So check this out. Karina, we love you so much. Uh, we just wanted to send that to you and the Calvary students. We'll probably try to throw it up on Instagram or somewhere else later for you to watch it over and over again. Did you like that? It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. We just love you so much. Hey, Karina, let's see. Karina, we just love you so much, and we are excited about um, what God has in store for your future, all right? So God bless you. Thanks for talking to us today, okay? All right, bye. All right, so Calvary students, um, we want to take a little bit of time today to worship, to worship God together. We got one song that we're going to do together, and our song today is going to be with Roy from Portraits, Roy Cervantes. He's got a song that, that we're going to uh, sing together. So I know it might be kind of weird. You're going to be at your house, maybe in your bedroom, maybe listening on your phone with earphones or in your living room on a computer, maybe. I don't know where you're at, but I just want you to just uh, take this time to 
uh, hear the words of the song that Roy is going to sing and to just really make this, this song, this one song, just a meaningful time for you to worship God. And then I also want to tell you that all throughout this week, if, now that you're in a different kind of routine, you're at home, you have uh, time at the end of the day or time at the beginning of your day, I want to encourage you to really make this season about worship. I want to encourage you to have a worship playlist on your phone and, and just take time to use music as a way to worship God. All right, so we're going to go to that. Let's worship together. And then after that, Pastor Chad is going to come and he's going to lead us in our message tonight. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for joining us tonight online. Uh, it is so weird, the times that we are living in, um, but man, I'm so glad that you decided to join us. My name is Roy. Um, we're going to sing a little bit together. We're going to worship together tonight as we gather online. And, and here's my encouragement for y'all. Even though it may be um, even more weird than singing together when we're in the same room, I encourage you, wherever you're watching, um, probably in your room or in your living room, to sing with me. Um, Man, ultimately, Jesus is worthy of our praise, but in these times of the unknown, um, maybe there's a lot of anxiety um, in your life. Uh, maybe there's a lot of worry and you don't know what's going on. Um, man, I wanted to encourage you to open your mouth and to sing praises to Jesus um, and watch him uh, build your faith in him um, and watch him bring you hope and peace as we sing and as we worship. So come on, let's do it together. Come let us worship our King Come let us bow at His feet He has done great things See what our Savior has done See how His love overcomes He has done great things He has done great things. Oh, hero, oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free it, free captain, and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awakened alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. been faithful through every storm. You'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things. And I know, and I know you will do it again. For your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things. God, you do Hallelujah, oh hallelujah, God, 
chain oh god you have done great things we dance in your freedom awaken alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great things you have done great things you have done great things Amen. Amen. Well, I am so happy to be with you guys tonight. My name is Chad. I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary, and I'm so pumped to get to be a part of your uh, first live stream with Calvary students. It's been really fun to stand here and get to see all the little things going on tonight. And I'm really pumped that uh, Josue and your family gets pizza. I kind of hope next week we might jump in there and see. No, I'm kidding. Pizza sounds like a great way to finish this evening. Wow, students, I don't know if you realize what these last six weeks has done to, uh, to our world, but it has been an unbelievable change. The times that we're standing in, the times that we're witnessing are unlike anything I've ever seen. I've been alive in this world for 40 years. Some of you are going to say, wow, he's so old. But 40 years isn't that long, and when I talk to older folks, I'm a part of a, a class that has a lot of 70-year-olds in it, and I ask them, have you remembered a time like this in your whole life? And you know what, they, every one of them I've asked has said to me, they've never seen anything like this. There's been times in, in the last 50, 60, 70 years in the United States where things have been crazy. Um, some of you might remember, probably not, 9-11. And uh, the days after that were, were very hectic and very strange. But what's amazing is the rapid pace that everything has changed. We, we, we first heard about this virus out of China in December. And here we are, the end of March, and our whole world seems to have come to a stop. Um, you probably hear every kind of fear from the adults you're around. Everything from economic fears to fears of, of this virus that is is ravaging some places in our world and even now in our country. And, uh, and it's really amazing to think about how many things have changed in the last few weeks. Uh, you were probably looking forward to spring break without realizing that you may not go back to school. And, uh, and here we are now a week after that wondering when school will start again. Uh, I hear lots of people with different ideas and uh, effectively we know for sure it's gonna be through April 10th at this point. And so I hope that you're understanding, learning, uh, adapting to the times because, man, these are the times that we have to adapt to. 
Well, I want to share with you a story tonight from, uh, from the Gospel of John. But before we get into that story, I want to just tell you a little bit about the Gospel of John. So the first thing that we have to know is the Gospel of John is the last of the four Gospels. So you know those four Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and of course John is the last one. Well, John was written late in the writing of the New Testament. And what I mean by that is, is you know that the, the, the New Testament wasn't written by one author that sat down and just wrote the whole thing. It was several authors that wrote over a large period of time. So all those books that you see in the New Testament, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, on and on and on, they're all written at separate times. So the earliest books like Galatians or the book of James were written in the, in the years AD 45 to AD 47. Those were within 12 to 13 years, 15 years maybe of Jesus's death. And so those are early, but John's not written until very late, maybe as late as 80s and 90s. So you might think that it was written 50 years after Jesus's death. And when John was written, John was likely the last living apostle. And so what John was writing was trying to fill in some of the gaps. That's why if you look at the, the three first gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they call them the synoptic gospels. That's a big word that we try to use to say that they, they tell similar stories. They're almost parallel gospels. But the fourth gospel, the gospel of John, is very unique. It has a lot of content and stories that are not in the other ones. And this is one of the stories that we get. And what we hear in this story is that Jesus is talking to a large group of people with his disciples gathered around him, and he predicts something that's going to happen that really kind of shocks them. They're not ready for what he says. And, uh, and he's predicting that one day soon that he's going to die, and they just don't know what, he's, what that even means. They don't understand. They're not expecting Jesus, the Messiah, the one that's been with them, the one that's performed miracles around them, that he's going to go away. They have no concept of what the future is gonna look like and they have no idea when Jesus is talking about uh, this story that he's talking about himself. And so John is telling the story 50 years after the death of Jesus, telling them, we had no idea what this meant, but now looking back, this is what it meant. And tonight, what I wanna do is I wanna to talk to you about how the disciples were looking at, at what was happening when they were first experiencing the story. And then I also want you to think about the perspective of John who was thinking back about the story and telling it to believers 50 years after the event. Because right now in our world, you really have two places. There's, there's two types of people in our world. There's people who are trying to protect everything that they have. They don't wanna lose anything. They're, they're, they're driven by fear, fear that the virus is gonna impact their family in more negative, fear that the stock market's royals of the last few days is gonna destroy their retirement, fear that their jobs are gonna go away. Our world is full of people who are trying to protect themselves from what might come, what might happen. Uh, there's all kinds of things rolling around the internet about whether or not there'll be martial law and whether the government's gonna shut everything down and we're gonna be locked in our houses. And all. There's so many things that people are afraid of. But there's a different kind of person that's not worried about the fear. What they're worried about is how to live well with the time we've been given. And that's really what Jesus is speaking to right here. And I wanna read these two verses. It's John chapter 12, verse 24 and 25. And Jesus says this, he says, "'Very truly I tell you, "'unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, "'it remains only a single seed. "'But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now I wanna tell you, there's some words in here that are a little bit confusing, and we're gonna talk about them in just a minute. 
But I want you to think about this big picture here. When Jesus is saying that, that a, a kernel of wheat has to fall to the ground and die before it can grow into something that bears many more grains of wheat, he's, talking, he's making an analogy about the way that people's lives work. The more we protect ourselves, the more we shelter ourselves, the more we hide ourselves, the less impact we can make in the world around us. And, uh, and the more we try to take care of everything that we love and, and make it our own, almost like Gollum in the Lord of the Rings story where he says, you know, this is mine, my own, my precious. It's, it, it's hiding things away like that that causes us to, to protect what we have with, with such energy and such, such, uh, such passion. But Jesus tells us that if something dies, it can produce many seeds. And I know uh, in our world today with, with this subject of death being on the, the topic of, of every news that you see, you might think that I'm talking about sacrificing our lives or, and, and there may be something to that. But what I wanna talk to you today about is what it means to lay down our own desire. It's dying to ourself, right? It, it's humbly approaching the world that God has given us and, and, and living in that world in a way that encourages the people around us and stays true to the gospel that we say we believe. Verse 25, it says, anyone who loves their life will lose it. The more we hold on, the more we lose. The, the, the tighter we grip, the less we are what we wanna be. And anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Uh, the, the NIV uses that word hates, but it, it really is talking about denying yourself the gratification that you, you want. In our world today, one of the most difficult things about, the, uh, about this moment in history is that we have been so primed for our entire life, 40 years for me, maybe it's 15 or 16 or 17 years for you, but everything in our life has, has been built around this idea that you can instantly get whatever you want. Uh, if you want a Coke, you go to the machine, you get a Coke. You want a, a coffee, you go get a coffee. You want to talk to your friends, you give them a call. If you want to see them online, you jump online and, and start texting. Uh, we can get, you want to watch a movie, you download the movie. Or you want to watch a TV show, you jump. Uh, there's so much that is instant gratification that right now, one of the most difficult things for people to adjust to is that we can't do everything we want to do the moment we want to. You can't go out and see your friends. Um, you can't just do whatever you wanna do. And it's a difficult transition, it's a difficult adaptation for us to make. And, uh, and it's not just difficult for you, let me tell you. Inside of our homes now, we've got parents trying to help their kids with their school. We, we've, we've become instant homeschoolers in a very short amount of time. All of our homeschool friends are like, yeah, we've been doing this for years, this is easy. But all the rest of us are saying, what in the world are we supposed to do with each other all these hours of the day? And it is a challenge. I imagine that your experience is a bit of a challenge too. Things have changed so rapidly and so quickly. So what does it mean when Jesus says this? When he says, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it only remains a seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Well, here's what I want to say to you in our last few minutes together. I want to tell you that we have an opportunity in this moment in history to do something that that has never been done, at least in my lifetime, maybe in the lifetime of our grandparents as well. And that's to reshape what the future will look like. We don't know or have any control over what's gonna happen with this virus, we don't, right? We don't know if it's gonna infect a lot of people, if it's gonna go away in a few weeks, we really have no idea. But what we can control is how we use the, the life that God has given us in this moment. 
Are you going to be the person that tries to protect what's theirs, tries to focus on what you're losing, focus on the things that you can't do? Are you going to focus on all the things that are changing and your lack of control? Or are you going to be one of those people that says, I'm going to put my faith in something bigger. I'm going to put my faith in God. I'm going to trust that his work now will impact me and impact others for the rest, of my, the rest of my life. You know, we've been looking for several years now about what the church looked like in the book of Acts. And you know where they met? We talk about this, I've shared this with you several times. Where the early church met wasn't in buildings. It wasn't in big churches. It was in small places, it was in homes. And for, for years we've been talking about it and you know what? God has blessed us with so many great buildings and great structures and great people and great institutions that we have depended on them for so long. But now in just three weeks time, we've gone from meeting in these buildings to now meeting in our homes. We have an opportunity to learn from the early church what it was like to be ministering and caring for people out of their homes. You get a chance to be like a disciple in the book of Acts that says they were meeting from home to home. They were enjoying fellowship together. They were eating together and breaking bread together. You know that you can have communion in your house. You can share the gospel with your friends and family online in a way that you've never been able to do before. Have you asked your friends how they're doing? Have you asked them if there's things you can pray for them about? Such a simple way for any believer right now to minister to their their non-believing friends is to say, hey, how can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? What are you afraid of? How can I pray for you? And man, I was talking to some friends yesterday that are church planters. They're all across the country. There was 35 of us in the Zoom call. And they were talking about how people right now are very open to have spiritual conversations. People are nervous. They're they're protecting what's theirs because they know when this is over, there's nothing left. If you're a believer and you, you, you put your faith in Christ, then you have this hope, this hope that even if everything falls apart, we have something secure and strong and meaningful, something that can last even when everything else is gone. And it should give us comfort and life and hope and joy, even in the midst of difficulty. And that's something the world doesn't have. Students, you have the opportunity to be Christ to the people in your life. You have the opportunity to be this, this seed that if you'll deny yourself, if you, will, if you will die to yourself in just small ways, God might raise up many new seeds of faith through you. So I hope that as you look at, at the world around you, as you wonder what these next several weeks are gonna look like, I hope that you'll take a moment and that you'll ask God, You'll talk to him, you'll speak to him, you'll pray to him and say, what would you have me do in this time, in these times? Help me to do something different. Help me not to be so focused on entertaining myself that I spend hours every day trying to escape the reality that is my life right now. Don't spend the whole time, you're not with your friends playing on video games. Don't spend the whole time jumping on on Facebook and just chatting. If you are, find ways to make a difference in the lives of the people that you can't be with personally, but you can be with digitally. 
Uh, I know Pastor Marcus is working on lots of ways for you guys to gather in groups and small groups. And I hope that you guys take advantage of it because one of the things that we're going to miss the most is our community. And, uh, and what's been really interesting to me in the last few weeks is learning that community can happen over the internet. Community can happen online in these groups. I like to be around people. I'm a very, very people-oriented person. And so being stuck in my house these last few days has already been a challenge. And I'm wondering what it's going to look like today. We found out that Hidalgo County put us underneath the stay-at-home order. 24 hours. It's not just the curfew now. So um, now only people who have jobs to do can leave the house. Or if you need to get medicine and groceries, you can leave the house. But all other outside activities are asked to be postponed. And that is crazy to me. Again, in 40 years of life in this world, I've never seen anything quite like that. But there's a way to redeem these days. And I pray for you and I pray for this ministry that God would use you for his kingdom and for his glory. Don't be afraid. One of the things I love about the student ministry this year is, is the little slogan I keep seeing around uh, Marcus that's on his t-shirt that says, fear less. Don't be afraid. The God that we serve is so much bigger than the things that we're seeing here every day, day in and day out. Rest in how much he cares about you, how much he loves you, and then be an ambassador of hope to a world that is desperately afraid. I want to take a moment and pray for you guys. Uh, I hope that this has been a meaningful time for you tonight, and I pray that God will continue to use you uh, for his kingdom and for his glory. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this student ministry. I thank you for every student that's logged in tonight and anyone that will see this uh, tonight or in the future. I pray, God, that you will use them for your kingdom and for your glory, and that, God, you will be honored through our lives. We pray, God, that we would be people of hope in a culture that today is immersed in fear. We pray, God, that you would be a, help us be a people that, that, that uh, thrives in these times, that we can be a, a people that leads others uh, to thrive as well. We pray that you would spend us for your kingdom, God, that we would not be people uh, who are so focused on our needs that we don't spend ourselves for the needs of others. We love you and we thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What an awesome word. I hope you all chat in what stood out to you from um, Chad's message and encourage each other there in the chat box. We want to encourage you all to right now um, be on the website and look right underneath the screen and sign up for text and um, email updates there. You can see the buttons there. Just click and sign up. And everyone who signs up today is going to be entered into next week's raffle for more prizes. So we really want to encourage you to sign up so we can continue to communicate information with you about how to stay informed and be a part of this community um, while we're not here at the church building. Um, you'll follow us also on Instagram at Calvary Students if you're not already doing that. We really want to stay connected to you, so give us your information, sign up so we can keep plugged in with you guys. Yeah, we really want to update your text info and be communicating with you, checking on, on you throughout the week. So like Hannah said, right under the live stream box is that link to sign up for updates and we'll uh, get you signed up, all right? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. For the first time ever, we've never done this before, we are going to go to C group time online. And so your C group leaders have probably already texted you a link 
um, and instructions on how to download Zoom so that you can go to C group time with us. So our night's not over yet. We're just getting started. And this next time, on, this next uh, part of our evening on Zoom is going to be so much fun. It's going to be great. So make sure you go there as soon as we finish our live stream. And if for some reason you didn't get that message from your C group leader or you don't know what to do or how to do that, after we finish the live stream, you're going to see a phone number on this screen, on this live stream, and you can text that number and you'll get a reply with instructions on how to jump into our Zoom groups. If you have some Calvary student friends that didn't watch the live stream, this would be a great time to text them and say, hey, the night's not over. Why don't you jump in on groups with us and get to see all your C group leaders all of our C group leaders are ready to go. They're ready to go on Zoom and see you and talk with you and check in on you and see how you're doing. And we're going to keep doing groups like this for a while. And so we're so excited. You're going to love this time. We're really looking forward to it. Last thing I want to say is this. We're going to be here next Wednesday, same time and everything. So make sure that you're ready to go. Jump in early and start chatting with our C group leaders next week. And we're really looking forward to it. I love you guys so much. I know that we love you. And we love getting to see you grow as a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. And so we miss you. Hannah, I don't know. Do you have any closing words for everybody here? Just don't, um, don't isolate yourself more than you have to, right? Plug in, get involved. We want to stay connected with you all. So make sure you send us your information so we can do that. Yeah, I love it. I heard somebody say this week, let's do physical distancing, not social distancing. In other words, like, okay, ready? Here we go. Six feet apart, but not social distancing. We can stay connected in so many ways um, that we don't have to stay, we don't have to be disconnected. Um, we can stay connected, but keep physically distant from each other for a little time. We love you guys so much. We'll see you in C group time right now. God bless. Thank you, groups.